This episode of Masters of the Cinematic Universe is brought to you by Mo DeWitt and DeWitt Law Firm. Maybe you get in an accident chasing down a homicidal liquid metal machine from the future, or a time-traveling car sends you skidding into a truck full of manure. Perhaps a homicidal child cracks your skull open with a paint can this holiday season. Mo understands that every case is unique. If you're injured on the go, just call Mo. We're back to wrap up this uh, massive, exciting movie, Avengers, Infinity War. Um, we left off on Titan, where an epic battle ensued. And uh, Thanos threw a fucking moon at my boy Tony Stark. Like, there was a lot of cool stuff happening in the scene. There was Doctor Strange with the multiple arms and doing all kinds of weird shit. Bands of Sidorak, you know. Um mm-hmm. Just, just visually, it's it was a feast. It was amazing. Yes. Um, Joe, if you want to hit this next quick clip for me, this is uh, Tony Stark a little incensed. You throw another moon at me, and I'm gonna lose it, Stark. You know me? I do. You're not the only one cursed with knowledge. My only curse is you. I thought that was super cool that he knew yes. who he was. Yep. Yeah, because like, normally he's like, I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and you can you can tell that in some bizarre way Tony gets off on that, just because he's Tony. Yeah. Like yeah. he he yeah, yeah. a little part of him just went, wow <laughs> inside no you know yeah. yeah aliens know who I am noted yeah <laughs> um. It was, it was, it was great, man. Now this whole film really broadcasted someone's going to die in this movie. And before you saw this movie for the first time, the assumption was it's going to be one of your big guys that's going to mm-hmm. eat it. I mean, you know, it's going to, it's that emotional resonance you're looking for. Um, so this whole movie, they seem to be hinting at the fact that Tony Stark is going to die in this movie because he's the most human of these, you know, super powered characters. He's just a guy in a suit and he's going up against a guy who beat the shit out of the Hulk, basically. Um, You know, there are other guys in suits that figure into this story, but he's the central guy in the suit. So it felt to me the first time I watched this movie, like, Oh, they're going to kill Iron Man in this movie. And they, and spoiler alert, they didn't, but they came really close. So it felt like I was right until I wasn't. Yeah. I don't know. Did you guys get that impression? Yes, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. There was misdirection there. Absolutely. I mean, that's a, that's a very much used tool of, of the Russos, you know? Yeah. They, I mean, they're very good at crafting trailers to really throw everybody off and make people feel stupid. (laughs) Oh yeah. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Yeah. So that's cruel. The stuff they do with trailers is fucked up. Yes. Um, yeah, it, they seem to be broadcasting that. And the most fucked up thing about that is, you know, they did the pump fake and it doesn't happen. But man, when you get to the movie after this. Yeah, right. It's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he got a moon thrown at him and he's pissed about it, as as anyone would be. Um, 
Now, when we cut back to Thor's adventures, he's able to flex that fucking iris open just long enough so that they can forge his new weapon. Yeah. And uh, even teenage Groot and all of his apathy. Right. What's going on and helps out. I know. I love how like I love that his arm is his arm is the fucking handle. Yeah. And the fact that it hurt. Yeah. 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 Um, Yeah. He creates a handle for the metal before it cools and sort of like fucking what what is that like smash welds it together yeah it chops his arm off and uh by the way thor barely survives that ordeal he needs the weapon in order to survive because it's magical properties or some such you know as guardian bullshit that they don't really explain <laughs> um but it's cool it gives him like the spark of life again and calls the weapon to him and it's an axe more than it's a hammer it's called stormbreaker which is just incredibly metal yes uh, very appropriate for for the character um so he now has a thanos uh worthy weapon you know something he feels he can kill thanos with um we get into like later mcu like i know i'm no spoilers you know doug hasn't seen the movie yet but the latest Thor movie has a lot to do with that new weapon versus his old weapon. Oh, okay. You know what the differences and similar similarities are, um, who's using what and you know, all of that. And even in the movie that comes after this one, you know, in uh, Endgame, there's some of that. Yeah. Some fun banter and stuff. So, yep. Um, yeah, I, I, as, as we get close to the end of this movie, um, I will say that we we flirt with the CGI fuckfest, as, as we often do with these, you know, big action films. We get to Wakanda and things get out of hand. Like... Oh, yeah. It's just going fucking nuts. Yeah. It's, uh, it's maybe the most Avengers-like sequence. Yeah. I also like um, how Hulk's in the fucking Hulkbuster suit. Like he's like, yeah, not, like because he can't turn into Hulk. He found a workaround. And, and, and my favorite guy. is like when like Thor comes out, and goes, "Oh, you guys are fucked now." Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> like they're losing this shit, and then who comes out of the sky to fucking save the day? Oh, of course. And he's yeah, just mowing course. down CGI armies. But I like how much more powerful he was in that scene than in the first scene. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And. Like, to go back to trailer deception, if I remember correctly, during the first trailers for that, he was the Hulk. He was not in the in the armor. That's right. So the when actual Hulk running, in the trailers. Yeah. So and then I, I honestly I don't remember why it was changed. Um because it wasn't just deception in the trailer. There was a reason why they went in that direction. And um yeah, just another way the Russos mess with your head. Hundred percent. So we get the epic battle on Titan and really at the end, it boils down to Tony versus Thanos. Um, We get an amazing fight. Tony's really, really giving it his all. Mm -hmm. And as pieces of his armor ripped from him, it's that nanotech. So they get replaced and defend him as best it can, but he's losing more and more of it as the fight goes on. He's turning like his suit can do amazing stuff at this point in the MCU. 
Yeah. So he can like fuse his feet together to make like a little jet or yeah. lock it in place. And his arms can turn into cannons and swords and stuff. Um, all of that is futile. And like I said, they broadcast his death. Thanos basically rips the sword that he created off of him and stabs him through the midsection. And yeah. it felt in that moment, like, Oh, oh this is it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, yeah. That this yeah. would be the rallying point for, you know, end game. But yeah. Yeah. hundred um, percent. Even go so far as Thanos does to admit that he's, he respects Tony, you know, he's, he's earned his respect. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as a combatant, like he realizes that this is just a guy in a suit and he stood his ground. And so he says something to the effect of, I, I'll make sure people remember you, or at least I hope they do because you, know, right. you, you, you've earned at least that much. So mm-hmm. it kind of leaves him to die. Um, or I shouldn't say leaves him to die, you know, stabs him through the midsection. Then he's going to put him out of his misery with the goddamn uh, gauntlet. But Dr. Strange stops him. Says, wait, no, um, you know, spare his life. And I'll give you the stone because he was wearing a fig. It was a fugazi fucking, you know, Tony <laughs> Anna. Um, he got that shit in, in, uh, you know, in the city and it looked real. But it was, <laughs> yeah. It's off a table in the village. <laughs> turn it a few times. It turned green, you know, but not because of the stone, yeah. just the metal started to oxidize. And uh, he was hiding the whole thing. Um, the, the real stone. In a clever way, too. He disguised it as like a distant star and plucked it out. Yes. Yeah, it was yeah. really fucking cool. That was good. Yeah. Um, so, Joe, if you want to hit this next clip for me, this is, you know, we're in that moment where he's doing the thing that, you know, Tony absolutely does not want him to do. Yeah. And, and it's give up the stone. Yeah, my respects, Doc. When I'm done, half of humanity will still be alive. I hope they remember you. Stop! Spare his life, and I will give you the stone. No tricks. Don't. One to go. 
in the infinity war now yeah, he's yeah that was the reveal he jumped the gun on the title there yeah yeah you're supposed to say the title of the movie you're in didn't you see back to the future <laughs> not the next movie what the fuck i guess he had to get yeah. it out now because uh he's not going to be there for part of the next movie that's <laughs> true um so yeah he you know he gets he gets dr strange to relinquish the stone and he teleports. He's got one left to get, and that's the Mind Stone from our buddy, the Vision, back on uh, back on Earth, back in Wakanda. We're sure he's hard at work trying to get this thing plucked from his uh, his forehead without doing too much damage. Um, Tony can't understand, can't wrap his head around. Like, why the fuck did you do that, you dumb dumb? But <laughs> there was a reason, and again, it's because that was the only path to victory. Um, even albeit a painful one um and of course peter's you know late to the game fucking blasting it and why did he go <laughs> stop just stop um so they've entered the end game thanos now has five stones uh incredibly formidable at this point yep um <clears throat> so Thor, um, he's not got Stormbreaker. So as you were talking about, he shows up, you know, the Wakandan battle, like I said, it's a CGI fuck fest, but there is some nice tension. You know, both sides sort of form on either side of this this Wakandan barrier, this force field. Um, the ships start to land outside of it, and um, they unleash this army of, like, sort of mindless hordes of multi-armed CGI beasts. You know, that's like the first line of uh, Thanos' army. And they, you know, they're killing themselves trying to get through this force field. It's, you know, even even Okoye is like, this is fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're yes. cut in half and decapitated. Um, <clears throat> some of them start to get through. And they realize there's so many of them. If they start to, you know, come around behind like they're going to get a clear path to vision so they decide to open a small portion of the force field and funnel them in the front so they can deal with them that way um again it doesn't look bad it's it's impressive stuff there's just a lot happening um we get to see an aggressive close-up you know just dirty battle um we mentioned bruce is now in the uh in the iron uh my iron man armor the hulkbuster armor ironically enough and uh the fighting is brutal and and you know it's fun we get to see characters interact that have never met or interacted before um rocket raccoon is very impressed with bucky's both uh, machine gun and arm <laughs> and he's, he says like i'm gonna get that arm i'm gonna get that arm 
um, we get an awesome little scene where, uh, you know, I shouldn't say little scene, big thunderous scene where Thor shows up and, uh, yeah, we do. Oh, you guys are fucked now. (laughs) Although my favorite part of that was not when he shows up and starts laying waste to everyone. It's when he introduces Captain America to Groot. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's like, this is my friend tree. And that was pretty funny. And he goes, I am Steve Roger. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking great. Again, just another little lovely sprinkle of levity and all this, you know, serious fighting. Um, So the intensity of the sequence is, are we going to run out of time? You know, because it's complicated to get the stone out of Vision's head. And sure enough, um, once the battle starts to go sour and there's giant, like, chainsaw vehicles and um wanda decides to leave her post with vision and go down and join the battle um she's mega powerful she she lifts these things into the air like they're nothing uh, to which akoye says like <laughs> she's kind of pissed she's like why was she in there the yeah exactly um but that that leaves an opening for them to get to vision which they do and um you know, with the stone still in his head, he decides he has to fight too. So, um, that plan A is out the window. Now the priority is to protect Vision. Everyone's trying to get to him, but it's tough with all these fucking monsters and and all this nonsense happening. And, uh, you know, it gets to the point where he's pleading with Wanda again, like, you know, you know the move. You know what we got to do. We're running out of time. Thanos then appears. You know what I mean? Um, you just, you have to destroy this thing. And I, it's not, you could never hurt me. All I've, all I'll feel, he says all the right things. Right. Beautiful stuff. Really poetic stuff. Um, really well acted by Paul Bettany and um, Elizabeth Olsen. You can tell she's in anguish doing it. And she's holding off Thanos with the other hand eventually. Um, by the way, loving the way that Captain America stands up to Thanos. Yeah. Because, again, yeah. just just a really strong guy, but just a guy. Right. Mortal, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that was a scene that I'll always love is they were able to animate or, or whatever a look of surprise on Thanos's face when Captain yes. America's holding the gauntlet back. Yeah. And he's kind of like, Oh shit. Like, this, right. It's not this, supposed to happen like this. Yeah. What is happening? Why is this guy? I mean, he decks him and, and puts him out, but it was just that little moment of like, Whoa, mm-hmm. um, nobody can stop him. Makes his way to uh Wanda and vision, but she destroys the stone just in the nick of time. And his reaction to that is pretty subdued. He's like, hey, I, I get it. Like, I understand the pain you're going through. I've I've experienced loss today that I've never experienced in my life. And uh, he's just, you know, he's really just talking shit. Again, remember, <laughs> folks, he's got the time stone. So he just, he Superman wands that shit and rewinds it to the moment right before the, the mind stone was exploded and then reaches his big purple fingers into Vision's head and 
probably the most brutal scene in right? this movie and smooshes. Yeah. I mean, instantly kills him, rips it out of his head and vision turns gray. Yep. Um, you know, like the color literally drains from this guy's body yeah. as he tosses it aside. The eyes go, yeah, his eyes go white. Yeah. Yes. Setting up a lot of that WandaVision yeah. stuff. Um, that was that was a rough watch, man. That was that was <coughs> that felt unfair because it's one thing to watch a death scene in a movie, but to watch it twice in a row. Yeah. 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 God damn, man. That's unfair. Yeah, once for love, once not for love. Yeah. It's it was rough, yep. definitely. And again, the score, you know, so yeah. perfectly, you know, crafted. Yeah. And then you just see him um, take that stone like to the gauntlet. It's like uh, and then as soon as you Boom, right in the fucking chest. I know. But shit yes. to the head. Joe, hit that clip, man. I told you. You die for that. That's what she said. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, yes, he gets all the stones. He's imbued with all the power. He's coursing through his veins. And Stormbreaker flies through the air and into his chest. And it's a triumphant moment. Because uh, Thor comes down and pushes it deeper in and get, delivers that wonderful line. I told you you would die for that. And uh, Thanos, again, toying with these motherfuckers, says, You should have gone for the head and snaps. And when he snaps, this is the thing he's been promising to do this whole fucking two and a half hours. He's won. Um, that snap erases half of all life in the universe. And we start to see instantly the ramifications of that as characters that you know and love and have watched for 10 years start to uh, vanish, turn to dust and blow away in the wind. And Oh, yeah, this fucking was brutal the first time I saw this. Uh, yeah. Oh, All right. yeah. God. It is. It was absolutely crushed. Yeah. It, it's, it's hard for me to watch. Um, again, you have such history with these characters. You've been watching these MCU movies right. for a decade at this point. So even if you're not invested as, as like a comic book fan or whatever, just as a cinema fan, just as someone who's been, you know, getting to right. know these characters for that long, yeah. they are, I mean, you know, yeah. It, even with the, even with the the superhero, no one really dies trope. You know, it it was really rough. They, yeah. they, again fantastically crafted by the Russos and yeah I remember sitting there like slack jawed in the theater yeah. when he when he actually did the snap 
you know. But it was funny. My brain was short circuiting because obviously we all knew there's going to be a part two. So yeah. when when Stormbreaker goes in and he's pushing it, I'm like, well, how the fuck are they going to do part two? <laughs> you know. And then they then well, obviously we know. And and so I like that's in again in my head. I'm like, these guys are geniuses. <laughs> these sons of bitches pulled it off. And and besides just again that that devastation of losing those that we've come to love, yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, so much of you know even Captain America's story so far has been an, about Bucky and what that character meant to him. Yeah, and to see his reaction to losing him, he's he's in complete shock. These characters are devastated, and they yeah. don't even know how to to. Um, digest what's happening around them it's you know and it there's confusion there's um you know they've never really lost like this sort of becomes the empire strikes back of this um this franchise yeah where like they're faced with a defeat like they've really never had to deal with before um on a level that's like almost un- unimaginable um what is it hither unto Yes, hither mm-hmm. exactly. <laughs> and don't lean on that fucking vase, Joe. Um, the cauldron of <laughs> calamity. Yeah, don't do it. I don't remember what it's actually called. I think that's it. The cauldron of calamity. I think that yes, it's close. Yes. So yeah, it's it's a brutal, brutal sequence. The music swells and makes you yep. feel all the things. Um, now, this is not just happening on, in Wakanda. This is just where we see it first. But we cut back to Titan, and uh, we start to see the Guardians disappear. Um, and eventually, we get to the hardest pill to swallow, which is, it'd be the equivalent of Disney killing Mickey Mouse in a movie. You know what I mean? Like, Spider-Man is sort of the... Oh, I thought you were going to say Groot. (laughs) No, no, that was tough. That, In fact, that's probably the toughest one on Wakanda, I would say. Yeah. Because... because, uh, Well, Black Panther, too. The Black Panther one was... was, Yeah. It was... I mean... They all are. It's so hard. Yeah. It is tough, man. And I, I think I talked about this on you know, the other episode that hasn't been released yet, but it, it was confirmed that when Groot says, I am Groot, he's going, dad. Oh, fuck that. To God rocket. Son of a- <laughs> I know I, I did that on purpose. But, oh, um, yeah. That's what he was saying to him. I think that one was rough because, um, because of rockets reactions watching it happen. And he's, you know, the way that yeah. that scene is acted, he's just like, no, like, no, like, it's it's so heartbreaking the black panther one was tough because he was about to help akoye up and he was like yeah you're not gonna die here today like this and you know mm-hmm. her silent reaction is just Ooh. complete disbelief like what is yeah. happening um we get to titan we start losing uh guardians yeah and uh you know you you can't imagine though first time seeing this that they're gonna kill spider-man it just you know that yep. that truly is like the golden pony of these characters and um when tom holland and again i've read that like a lot of this was improvised yeah um 
Yeah, his lines like, Mister, Mister, what's happening, Mister Stark? Stark, (sighs) Mister Stark. Like, listen, you've you've made fun of that moment in many episodes. Weak. Give him something better to say than Mister Stark. But he's that's what he always calls him. Why would he call him anything different? But like, he can say it's like his dad. I mean, he's basically his dad. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a level of respect for that guy where you know. He calls him Mr. Stark. But I mean, you're dying. Say something other than Mr. Stark. Listen, he he does a beautiful job in that moment because he is a superhero, but he's also still a scared kid. And that's that's the thing that we're, we're very much used to. Um, and I, I think I've talked about this before, but the previous Spider-Man, right? Yes, they played high school students, but neither of those actors look like a high school student. Tom Holland looks like a 15-year-old kid. So it helps get that message across. Like you said, Eric, he's a 15 year old kid and he knows he's going to die because of his Peter Tingle. (laughs) He knows that he's, he's the one who knows what's happening to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's looking at his dad. I mean, I lost my shit with that. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you, man. It was, it was, it was gut wrenching. And again, like I said, uh, to improvise a lot of those moments the yeah. two of them in that scene are, are unstoppable i yes. mean the the way that uh downey jr reacts to losing that kid because that's sort of his great his greatest fear like that's why right. he was so upset that he was on the fucking spaceship in the first place exactly like, but no, like no, no. he knows because again peter's reaction is also that tony is the guy who always fixes things he fixes everything yeah right and he was asking him to fix it without, you know, without saying that. But Tony knew that Peter feels he's the guy who fixes everything and he couldn't do anything about it. So it devastates him on, on so many levels as well. You know, and it's, and it's super important for the arc of, of Tony in yes. the next movie. Absolutely. Um, we could talk about it all day, but you gotta yes. hear it. Joe play that clip. Steady, Quill. Oh, man. Tony. There was no other way. Is it start? I don't feel so good. You're all right. I don't, I don't know what's happening. I don't want to play. I don't want to go. I don't want to go, sir. Please. Please, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. That was an accident, but <laughs> no, it wasn't. You son of a bitch. No, I went to mute that because if I don't mute, this channel does this. You hear that? No, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went That's to mute that bad. and hit the the drop by accident. Yeah. You were just trying to fuck with me. 
I know you. I know you. I mean, it was divine intervention. Oh, yeah. Doug's brother might have played a part in that. Oh, but yeah, yes. man, it's it's just... Um, so just to prolong <laughs> this, I just read the backstory. So when they the first take on that scene, they had this long improv back and forth, and it didn't work. And then uh, Tom Holland had an idea, and repeating that line, I don't want to go, that's how Tom Holland makes himself cry for a scene. Mm. He'll repeat a phrase over and over again, like, I love you, I love you, I love you, and it, it gets him emotional. So he did that, I don't want to go, over and over, so he could get that emotion coming out of him. And it connected with, with RDJ, and they just ran with it. So, you know, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's a, yeah. listen, man, credit to them. They, they, they found a little bit of magic, yep. and, it, and it crushes me. Um, and again, yeah. this is Spider-Man. This was the whole thing. You know, oh, my God, they Marvel finally worked out a deal with fucking... Uh, Sony and they're going to license him for the movies and what are they going to do with this character? What if we just murder him at the end? It's like what? Yeah, exactly. Um, crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, you know, we glossed over a few things. He fights a lot of people. Uh, Thanos does when he's on Titan. Um, you know, we, we see cool stuff, but it all it all really leads up to that. And that's kind of how this movie ends it's a real downer ending again it's yeah. very empire strikes back mm -hmm. you know that our characters looking out the window after uh, having lost their friend um same vibe now we know yeah as as viewers that this is not going to be the permanent ending like it can't be right but we knew we had to wait a year <laughs> yeah we had some time to because we knew this. it was going to be a year yeah yeah exactly we sat with this for a long time and uh, it wasn't easy. Um, that's uh, that's Infinity War. We get one after credits sequence, which is really cool, which teases something pretty awesome. And uh, it's our own Nick Fury. And uh, they finally let Samuel L. Jackson say motherfucker in a Marvel movie. But he doesn't say fuck, of. he says motherfucker. <laughs> Not totally, yeah. He disappears yeah. before, but yep. But he drops a uh, pager that he just so happened to have readily available at all times. <laughs> like yes, hundred percent. Never had to use it in yeah thirty years, Since but it, it's just right there. You had it. That's his. Uh, you know, this yep. isn't. That's his nuclear button, man. He always has it. He just prays he never has to use it. Uh, but he does. So yeah, they're uh, they're watching the calamity unfold as people start to turn dust and he realizes that he's going to turn to dust or there's a strong possibility so he does get a pager out of his bag and sends a message right before he uh, vanishes and that message we learn goes to one Captain Marvel yeah. Carol Danvers and uh, we see the little Captain Marvel sort of logo appear on the yeah on the uh, on the beeper yep. there. So a lot of unanswered questions. How long has he known about Captain Marvel? Where is she? Um, all of those things will be answered in the Captain Marvel feature film. Um, but yeah, mm -hmm. great little tease and in and, Endgame and in Endgame. Oh, hundred two. 
Yeah. Captain Marvel in Endgame yeah. is uh, one of my favorite elements of that right. movie. That's yeah. it, man. Yeah. That's how we. That's how we leave it. We got to sit in our feelings for a while. Um, Avengers <laughs> Endgame. Yeah. Coming in a year and some change. Mm-hmm. So with that said. There we go. There it is. And we're not playing the regular ratings <laughs> interview, even though this is a regular episode. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes that makes sense. But uh yeah, since this so what is what are we doing first? Episode? We're doing the regular rating first. Or let's do the Marvel first. Marvel first. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that sounds yeah. good. So as we've been doing these MCU movies, we've been rating them against each other and only against each other. So we'll do that first. Um and then we'll go into our regular rating as we wait against all other movies in existence. And we'll see how close those numbers are. Um, who's going first on this one, boys? I'll, I'll jack it off. I'll roll. Or you go. Go, Doug. Yeah, go ahead. No, because your, no, right. your mic's oh, lacking okay. anyways. Right. You just get it out of the way. <laughs> oh, it is now? Son of a bitch. All right. So really quickly, um, this... I've I've already left room. I've already rushed and judged these ratings. So um this is a four point nine on the Marvel scale. Nice. Yep. Joe, what's your uh where where do you land on the MCU? Well I'll uh I'll 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 bloviate a little a little more here. This was one of those movies that like it just like had a bigger feel than any other movie like to this point. Um, it just felt the stakes were like massive, massive. Um, normally like our villains, they're locally like devastating, but not to the scale of this. This is like, it's like, how do you get bigger than this? Which I'm assuming we're going to find out going forward somehow, but like, this is just like, it's huge. Um, uh, we get this massive team up. The Avengers have grown now cause we've added more characters in, you know, we get great moments of levity. We're bringing the Guardians in. We're bringing Wakanda in. I mean, that that just epic stand at Wakanda too. That big fight, like, ah, it's just amazing. And the um, the fact that this movie didn't have a happy ending, like, it didn't just resolve and give mm-hmm. you what you thought you were gonna get. Like, it gave you like drama. It gave you something to look forward to. Um, all that being said, I'm gonna go with Doug also four point nine on this one on the Marvel scale. I can't give it a five because Ragnarok's a five. 4.9 okay that <laughs> yeah. makes sense yeah you can't yeah i understand um i too i'm gonna give this movie a 4.9 on the marvel scale um it's almost perfect i mean it's uh it's like we talked about it's a culmination of a decade of of filmmaking it's probably unparalleled that way like it's the rarest thing in the world to have that massive a story with that many pieces in it over that period of time and to have it all coalesce in a way that makes sense and isn't too much, you know? Um, 
yeah i i and it's very shakespearean it's very fucking like it's, there's so much drama in it um there's so much weight and heft to the story so i'm i'm with you guys 4.9 on the mcu scale now we do have to you know put on our big boy pants and not compare it just to other marvel movies but compare it to like fucking casablanca and shit so does that score change doug where does where does the number move if at all um it moves down a little bit just because i gave or i will give endgame a five in the marvel scale i gave it a 4.9 in this scale so um infinity war gets a (laughs) 4.88 there you (laughs) joe what say you man well i gave the perfect movie a five which is idiocracy I think I gave Ragnarok a 4.9. I think I had to go down because it couldn't be compared to Idiocracy. So I'll go with a 4.85 on this one. I like I like how tight they are so far. Yeah, because they're real Cause close. Because I'm, I'm about to do the same fucking thing. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I gave it a 4.9 in the Marvel scale. I'm going to give it a 4.8999, you know, in the uh, real <laughs> world movie scales. Because it really is... It's such it's, a great movie. Yeah, like, listen, you're not a comic book guy, fine. You're not even a, a, you know, a devoted watch every MCU release guy, fine. I think you can go into this movie and appreciate the scope of it. And, and you know, it's, it's taking filmmaking into, like, this really impressive visual direction. It's cohesive you know you don't get lost in the it's it's simple story but it's effectively done all that shit man like it's just um i don't know it's it just does it for me mm-hmm. so this is a good ass movie that's a high ass score yeah and we're pretty much unanimous on that man like we are tight tight yes. in our ratings yeah. yeah um if for some reason you haven't seen this movie you have what <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who the fuck are you? And will Lay you? Oh, well, yeah, we gotta true. talk, buddy. Um, but, uh, I will tried. say, I think I, I think I might even, I think I might even say this on the end game episode. But if it wasn't for the fact it would have been seven hours, they should have just made this one fucking long movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you know what? I almost like that they fucked with us and yeah. let us sit with that feeling of and then um, in between gave us ant-man and the wasp and captain marvel yeah right we needed the that palate cleanser for sure oh we definitely did um yeah highly recommended by the whole show go watch this movie go watch all these movies but appreciate this movie and uh yeah it's uh, not much left to say about it uh shit we got some people to thank yeah we do yeah um, we do I'm going to start by thanking show sponsor Mo, Mo, Mo Mo DeWitt DeWitt Law Firm If you're injured on the go just call Mo Legal questions, just call Mo Um, In a very serious, non-jokey way if you have a slip and fall if you get hurt somewhere and and, you know, it affects your daily life and, and you know, puts you in a situation that's that's no good. Call Mo. That's what he's there for, man. Um, in a funny, non-serious way, 
get your ass kicked by fucking Thanos, even though you're the Hulk and you're supposed to be able to kick Thanos' ass, just like the comics, but it's not the comics. Homo. <laughs> oh, and also, I will say this check out Mo DeWiz's webpage. He has uh, merchandise for you. <laughs> it's always free. I just received a hot pink Mo DeWitt tank top. Um, maybe I'll wear that on the show next time. Please do. Um, I won't. Wait. Yeah. Everything from hot sauce to apparel. To I really think you should call it merchandise. He really should. I'm going to pitch that to him. Like, hey, man, you ever thought about merchandise? Like, no. <laughs> and by the way, I'm charging you a hundred dollars for this. Yeah, money. exactly. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. So yes, Mo DeWitt, DeWitt Law. Thank you again for uh, you know sponsoring the show. And uh, if you use our sponsors, let us know. All right. We've also got some uh, some individuals to thank. Uh, these people support us via our Patreon page. They are our favorite patrons. Um, you can get on board. It'd be wonderful. Um, Patreon.com backslash MOTCU. Uh, if you would love to get your name read and be part of the gang, because uh, we really appreciate that. So we've got uh, Hannah Christ. Yeah. We've got Peter Bianco. Brian Gower from the Tone Jerks and the Second Button Podcast. Will Lehu from the Just Surprise Me Podcast. Tony DeGraw from the Single Path Podcast, Texas State Boggle Champs Podcast, and the Texas Ice 10-4 Podcast. Uh, we got Mr. Michael McVeigh. We've got our two newest members that we appreciate so much. First, Mr. Michael Van Zandt. Thank you, Michael, for joining us. And our newest and freshest member, Mr. Adam El-Sayed. Thank he you, does, sir. Man. We really appreciate yeah. your uh, your support. We really do. And last and definitely not least, he will be making an appearance on the episode yet to be already recorded. In like four weeks. Exactly. Mr. U G Rection. Yeah. Mr. Rection, thank you. Yeah, man. And thank you, Adam. We miss you, North Carolina. Hope to see you soon. Florida's not as cool without you guys down here. Um, Although the weather yeah. up there is way cooler. That's true. <laughs> and you got, yeah, for every scenery and trees and stuff. Yeah. But uh, yes, thank all of you. And guys, if you're not a uh, patron yet, uh, just keep this in mind. Visit patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U to support the show, you cheapskate. Yeah. All you need to do is give us a buck a month and we remove that cheapskate label from you. Just a dollar. <laughs> a dollar a month and you're no longer a cheapskate. So thing, I, yeah. that's, that's like the bare minimum to ask, you know, to get that, to get that moniker removed. So get on that shit, folks. Yeah. If you want, if you want, you can have us pay you and we'll call you an asshole. Like we'll call you something worse. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. and that we'll, we'll call you anything you want. We'll you call you, we'll call you Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> we, we won't talk about you. We don't you, talk we'll about Bruno. You. No, no. Well, yeah. there's only one thing left to do, boys. That's true. It really is. Lights. Camera, Mr. Stark. <laughs> I don't feel so fuck off. <laughs> hey.
Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen, guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on, as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your <laughs> eyes picks in my case, but not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tiers started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie.